Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us is Mr. Jeff Bovard of two different locations, Kingdom Fitness and BFit Health Club, coming to you from Cincinnati, Ohio. Jeff, how are we today, sir? What is going on? Fantastic. What's up, Joe? Thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited to have you here, Jeff, and, and I'm excited because we, we had the chance to, to talk a little bit in the, the green room, quote unquote, before starting the recording. And these two businesses have a lot of similarities, but they also operate a little bit differently. So we'll certainly dig into that. But I'm a big believer in context and, and clarity for people listening. For those who aren't familiar with these gyms, Jeff, why don't you give us a, a quick description of what they are so people listening can wrap their head around this? Sure, we'll, we'll start with BeFit. We call that one, that's, that's my baby. So, uh, down there in like the Forest Park Fairfield area. But I, I came, I moved from Indianapolis to open that up 10 years ago. So that's kind of, you know, for any of those gym owners out there, knowing that that's your blood, your sweat, that's where you learn a ton. Uh, and it costs money to learn a ton, you know, just making mistakes. but. So that gym really is a 24-hour gym that you have. We, it seems like we've created an environment. We talk about culture, gym environment, gym culture. We've created a culture where it just feels different. People, you know, people will buzz in and it will literally remind you of like your varsity high school or college lifting room because the guys like how they're working together. So I don't see that in a lot of box gyms, but we just – uh, we cater to the customer and, and, and whatever they need. And our clients were 24 seven um, as the owner. The reason also that it's my baby, because I was just living there. Yeah. It's the first, you know, five years of business. So I knew all the members, you know, and just, just having relationships with them. And, and so the, if you're a member of a gym and you guys get a laundry list every single year of what you want to add to the gym and then it gets voted on and the owner goes out and gets it that means something to a gym member you know so yep. that's what the gym that is but it's got the full deck the signs the steam rooms the classes 24 7 i mean it's it's the bougie gym now a little bit you know we try to keep up with the Joneses. and so that was the original right we yeah. we spent close to a decade building that one now and somewhere along the way we expanded with a second business why don't you tell us a little bit about that well that was the unexpected child you know when you were like oops <laughs> uh, well i mean it was um i decided to open up kingdom fitness and it was through kind of a, almost a almost um follow-up to how BFIT started was just kind of wrestling in prayer and trying to figure things out and I actually decided to open up Kingdom Fitness right downtown Cincinnati but this was this was four months after we'd been shut down by our by our governor you know during COVID so at the you're talking about the third quarter of 2020 right um, but I just felt couldn't let the spot go but it's, a, it's an easier gym model, but the same business model. It's just in 3,000 square foot instead of 20. It's got the 24-7 access, and it's kind of a family friend. I mean, you can, when you go in and have 
finesse have deadlift platforms with a thousand pounds of road rubber and, and dumbbells to 150 members can get excited about that especially when it's right downstairs across from their condo so um cool gym though easy to run and 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 it's it's been good to me as well so good blessing yeah and, and so from a business model perspective it it falls under the category of what we would kind of describe as this membership you mentioned a handful of like commercialized ideas. Is it within that realm? Yes, but it sounds a little different as you describe it and, and the, the people that go to it. Who would you say is, is the demographic that subscribes to this, Jeff? Well, different in both places. So be fit. We got the baby gym where you've got kids that, you know, when we are, we're, we're, we want, kids to lift at an earlier age so if so it's it's subjective rather than objective if a kid starts at 13 years old and then we've got i think our oldest member is 89 years old so that demographic is is all over the place um and we've got a fair share of women in there they, they make up probably 35 percent of the probably 35 percent of the grind which is good because a lot of them that come in there they're serious they're serious about what they're doing you know they want to be on the wall with the other competitors not that that's all we breed because we breed tons of silver sneakers and silver and fit members, but that that's all over the place. Now, Kingdom, you can narrow right down. It is um, between 24 and 31 years old, you know, usually six-figure incomes that just come downstairs and and like I was telling you in the green room, just great members. I mean, you just want to, you just want to clone them all over the place oh, yeah. because they, they rack their weights, but leave each other notes on the dry erase board if they're not racking weights and like police each other. I love it. They can take care of their own. It's just a bunch of kids in the box. Yeah. So it's so a much more, much more specific demographic for yeah. the newer spot. And yeah. for the first one, like you oh. said, six to, to 90 and everywhere in between, right? Yeah, but we got enough room to cater to all of them. For the six, yeah. they can go upstairs and push the sled around and be on the agility ladder or hit one of the six punching bags or use the whole aerobic room. The 90-year-old can use the 21-piece life fitness circuit, and then the grinder can go chalk up down there and put chains around their neck and deadlift a thousand pounds, you know? So, yep. and you can spread that out with some size, you know? Yep. Now, like we mentioned, Jeff, this has been a decade plus and and you mentioned to me at least off air plenty of experience running businesses 10 years in the fitness industry what's been your favorite part about running these two specific businesses and what's been the toughest part about running these two businesses the funnest part is when you have when you i guess you when you create a culture like that is and still kind of working on at a kingdom, but be fit, you can walk into be fit and just the energy in the room. It's like, Joe, it's like, remember walking into a nightclub or wherever and all your buddies were there or walking. It's, it's kind of like just going and hanging out with your buddies all day long. So that's gotta be the coolest thing is the members. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, the, the, the toughest thing, I don't know if you can just pencil out one individual tough thing. I guess just always, always being the one. Like I created, you know, Be Fit was my first gym, and I created that gym, and I and and I created a monster, I guess, if you will, and made myself readily available to everybody. Anytime. Interesting. Okay. And 
and that was kind of, I just wanted to go a step above in customer service. And it, it kind of burned me in the ass, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, even when I put- Every gym owner listening to this knows exactly what you're talking about, by the way. So. Yeah, it, yeah, burned me in the ass. I mean, even when I put, now I'll put, and it used to be when I'd have my general manager and they're maybe working 50 hours and me coming in and working five people were like, where have you been like that? Like I'm not allowed to not be at the gym, you know, and they, yeah. they just, um, I don't even know where I was going with that, but that's, yeah. that's probably it. And then with kingdom, I can't even with the downtown gym, I can't even think, think of a thing I dislike about it. Maybe, you know what I dislike about it? I dislike the Cybex seven series. I want to get rid of it all. I can't stand yeah. it. I'm, Am I allowed to say that? Well, I think, I mean, it's probably uh, a lesson learned that it took you seven years to figure out this is how I actually want to run. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it, I think, I mean, unfortunately in our industry, 50, 60, 70 hours a week is not unheard of, especially yeah. 20,000 square feet. That's 20,000 square feet of challenges as well. You know, there's 20,000 square feet of equipment that's going to break down 20,000 square feet of, of membership headaches, whatever the, the brand that you oh, think of at the time, there's, there's Joe, plenty. Joe, you have no idea actually. <laughs> I, but I don't know if we have enough time to talk about this. <laughs> it's probably yeah. a conversation that would take us far longer than we have, but at least in, in the, the time that you've been doing this, Jeff, I want to pick your brain on the marketing piece of this, because obviously these are fitness businesses. We need fitness business customers at the end of the day to pay our bills. What's worked for you just to drive people through the doors of these businesses? You're going to not like my answer because it's within sales. We, everyone used to say it. But for me, it is, it had, it has to be word of mouth, but I'm going to go back and tell you how, how it all started is because okay. I didn't know anything about the gym business, but I knew about advertising sales because that's the industry where I came from. Yep. So I said, we're going to have a sales organization and make it get people healthy. So we were guerrilla attacking, basically selling when we first came in, going into the insurance places, going into the apartment complexes. We didn't, we didn't get a whole lot of hits off of that. It took two years to probably get our first 20 members, but we were outside sales. But I can, I can honestly say we haven't done anything as far as advertising in the last seven years. Not a, not a, Nothing. Interesting. Um, okay. but we do, we do encourage when members call, if you're a member of my gym, man, and you want to bring your buddy in, You've got my blessing. I'll send you an electronic waiver. You call as long as you give me a heads up, bring him in, man. Bring him over from the, that purple gym, man. He doesn't need to go there anymore. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so word of mouth has has really been the catalyst for a lot of this. Yeah. We haven't done any kind of formalized advertising in the last seven years. Tell me a little bit about why you moved away from it. Um, well, I guess. I guess we were growing at that, that we weren't growing at a rate. The first two years, I, I did a very good job of, I, and, and I did my due diligence was tracking where it was coming from. And it wasn't coming from money that we were sending out on flyers and, and New Year's Eve stuff. And, and maybe our SEO is the only thing we got. And we're doing some SEO and work on the websites and stuff like that is the only thing we got in ROI. But I just said, that's, we're, we're getting so much more just by handing out seven day free trial passes on the back of a business card 
And then when they come in, me being there to close them. And again, creating that monster because I had to be there in order to. You were the salesperson. Otherwise, yeah. they were not getting closed. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Which is, I, which is a trap so many gym owners to, find themselves in. Yeah, I, I'd be lucky if one of my employees had the gall to write down their phone number, even told. Hopefully, they're not listening to this. Huh? Yeah. So that was back in the day, though. How did you get over that? Like, how did, what was the transition from Jeff wears all the hats to, okay, let's, let's pull Jeff out of some of these responsibilities. I think a lot of it has, I mean, we, it, it, you know, I weaned myself out of the situation a little bit, but also the name that, the name that BFIT has created over the last decade is that now people really don't need clothes when they come in, they're, they're ready to buy a membership. And, and, you know, um, they can learn, you know, I, I've got guys that can run the software that can be there every single night. I've got an amazing woman that, you know, she's my Cincinnati mom. She takes care of the gym like it is her own, you know, and she considers me her son. So when you've got that, that, that just kind of let me, let me go do other things. And that's, yeah, that's where I'm spending a lot of my time right now, you know? Yeah. Do you think that there will come a time where you'll get back to exploring different advertising routes or have we written that off as strategy? Um, for BFIT, I doubt it. Um, no. Maybe, maybe if we go see a new location and it's got some neat stuff, we're just going to let everyone know, you know, yeah. um, it, that, that I could see that in the future or just, you know, but as far as trying to, trying to get more members now, and but then again, Kingdom's a complete different market. So you can do a very targeted uh, uh, advertising, especially if you get the training programs more, you know? Yeah. As you move forward with this, Jeff, is membership growth a priority or a lot of facilities in this kind of a model kind of post COVID at least shifted to, yeah, of course we're trying to gain members. That's, that's always front of mind, but a lot of the, the focus in our industry has moved towards how do we layer on other services? How does personal training come into this? How does group training come into this nutrition, coaching supplements, whatever else. Yeah. Is that a, a component of this as well for you? I mean, yes, yes and no. I mean, we've continued to, you know, just over the last 10 years, keep on making changes and trying to find new streams of revenue. But I don't, I don't know if it was necessarily COVID related. We did, uh, because of the culture in the gym, we, we bounced back from COVID, thank, thank God, uh, rather quickly and are probably even better in our membership numbers than we were pre-COVID, which is a lot and something to be said. Um, what's tough to get back is the classes because we had momentum in classes. And that's, that's something as we roll into the new year that we want to be that pre-COVID where we had classes two, three times a day. We had instructors coming and going, teaching a wide variety of classes. You know, we've got yep. that room for it. It's interesting because people, whether there is this social stigma or fear or whatever it is, far be it from the scope of this podcast to discuss that, but group fitness in general, whether it's this model or micro gyms, CrossFits, F45s, whatever it is, it's been a tough go. It's been challenging because so many people are hesitant to do that, but there are examples of successful businesses doing that as well. And so how do we, that becomes, it sounds like it becomes more of a focus for you as we get into 2023. And so big picture this thing with me, Jeff, look forward 2023 and beyond. 
what is the focus for these businesses? Where where is all of this trending? Um, I think with trends, you can. You're right. You need some more of that. Let's just call it F45 type fitness. Um, I I like I like that model, but I still like that the 24 hour gym model. So oh, there's definitely room for both for sure. So, so yeah, put, yeah, kind of kind of marry them both. You know, I I would be I would be afraid to own an F45. I I know sometimes because if somebody's spinning that kind of if they're spinning that kind of jack, you know what I'm saying, and then they're not feeling like they're using it enough, it's an automatic cancel where a, a much smaller reoccurring membership, members still have that in case, you know, they get their button gear next month. They're always that hope <laughs> instead of just cancellation, you know? Um, but I think there's room to, to put those both. Now, as far as growth in, in our businesses, in what we've got, I think I think more business models like King of Fitness going into um, going into cities, preferably in the Midwest and stuff like that, and and putting a gym in where people are starving to get a real gym, you know, and just put in a little gym. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. it's it's a funny time in our industry because, I mean, clearly there's no shortage of gyms that went out of business in the last two or three years. That's right, man. It's terrible. But even knowing that. There are plenty, plenty, plenty of people that still want and need services like this. And so it's a fascinating time to invest in something like this and grow. Do you think that in the future you'll open more of these types or other types of businesses in the fitness industry? I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't have, I don't necessarily need to slow down when there's opportunity that's there to say, hey, we've got, you know, this or that, or an opportunity to maybe move be fit into a, you know, a, a different type of spot that's even more wide open, you know, and, and really explore that. But then also, yeah, I, if, if something comes across, I, <laughs> I'd like to think I've got enough enough equipment in storage to start up another <laughs> <laughs> that's know. typically the challenge right no, every gym owner wants multiple gyms but nobody wants to do the build out on a gym oh uh, you try to just find buddies that just buy have the whole the whole set that's how kingdom fitness came it came in a, it, it it just came with a bow on top of it and it was just so i yeah. yeah my buddy joe lowry gave me a good yeah. all that stuff so and so, Jeff, I, I, I want to start to to move us towards the end of this. We're, we're running a bit shy on time here, but 10 years in the industry is, is meaningful, right? In a time where gyms are going out of, rate, out of business at, a, at an extraordinary rate. For you, if you were speaking to somebody getting into fitness, what's the best piece of wisdom or, or advice that you could provide to somebody looking to open up their own business like this? So, I would have different, a couple different kinds of answers depending on where they want to go. But if they were trying to do what I do, if they were trying to do this, well, oh no. Are you, am I clear coming through? Yeah, we're good. Go ahead. Just say the internet unstable. Um, so they were trying to do what I what what kind of what I've been doing with these gyms. I would say two things. The first thing is 
don't try a perfect gym right out the gate and be in a ton of debt, especially at the interest rates that we're looking at. Um, much better to build it, even if you have to build it one piece at a time and throw in a couple sand weights and be tacky for a minute um, rather than chase debt. And I think that the, the second thing is really is, is, you know, we talk about being slaves to gym or really, really being in there and, and knowing all the members. But I think I don't I don't know of another way that you can be successful if you're just starting off rather than just sitting there and and, and knowing everybody and knowing all your members, man, and get them to say good, you know, I don't know, just get them to, to rally around you. You need your customers to rally around you so you can grow, grow in the community. Yeah. It makes for a fun conversation. And I think fitness is so unique because there's so many lessons to be learned. There's so many different layers to how you actually want to deliver a business like this. I'm incredibly interested to see what your future holds in the industry, Jeff, because I think that, I mean, even for people who just listen to the audio component of this, a little fire lights up in Jeff's eyes when you talk about multiple locations or growth or where this whole thing is going. So we'll have to get you back on in the future at some point, Jeff. Yeah, for sure. In the time that we have left, why don't you tell people where they can learn more about these facilities? Are there what's the west what's the websites for them? What's the social medias for them? Yeah, sure. So um, from from Facebook, you could do or or Instagram. We're at we're at B Fit Cincy. Cincy's with a Y, so B E E Fit Cincy. Um, and then Kingdom Fitness, which is downtown Cincinnati. Um, it's our you can just Google Beef and Health Club and Penny. Um, we've got a couple good reviews, so um, and I guess a couple nasty people. Uh, but yeah, and then Kingdom Fitness as well uh, in Cincinnati at uh, KingdomFitness.us. And um, yeah, this and and yeah, I'm an open book, so I love to talk gym with anybody that wants to wants to talk. If they want to connect personally with me, I'm Jeffrey Bova on Instagram. Um, and that's where I, that's where I post a lot of my content, not that I have any content whatsoever, but, um, that's usually to learn about me. I do, I do a poor job. If I wanted to advertise more, you know what? I could do it on social. Now you have to hire the listeners. Stuff. Everybody listening to this stuff. show is going to hold you accountable now. Come on, come on, come on. Great. All right, cool. It's, uh, it's been a bunch of fun, man. I always appreciate this kind of a conversation and, and getting a behind the scenes look into businesses like this and so i can't thank you enough for your time like i said i'm i'm excited to see what the future holds here so yeah for today uh, i appreciate your time jeff and, and i wish you nothing but the best moving forwards my man hey, thanks man thanks for the chat jeff absolutely to everyone who tuned in today thank you as well don't forget if you would like to be notified about future episodes hit like and subscribe if you're interested in joining us to discuss your business model click the link in the description fill it out our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
right. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today, and my name is Emily Newton. Joining us on the show is John and Willa. Hey, guys. How are y'all doing today? Hey, good. How are you? We're good. I'm doing well. Um, you know, definitely excited to have you guys on today. But, you know, before we really dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on, tell us a little bit about your gym, you know, how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place? Well, uh, we started our gym. We actually bought an existing gym about five years ago. 2017. 2017. It, it was a gym. We had joined that gym about five years prior to that. So mm-hmm. we've been CrossFitting about 10 years now um started out it was a just a gym on the side of the road that we drove by back and forth and uh, a friend of mine joined there he said man I think you'd really dig this CrossFit thing and yeah. I was like yeah okay maybe I'll come try it out and every day me and my wife would drive up and down this road because it was five minutes from our house and I'd say hey you want to stop in there and see what that's about and it would be like no we don't have time right now and <laughs> So well, and it was right up his alley because before he before he was a CrossFitter, he he liked to do um, jujitsu. Yeah, I did. I did jujitsu, and uh, I was kind of kind of looking at it for a strength and conditioning routine for that. And one day we were riding up and down the road and passing the gym, and I said, "Hey, you want to stop in there and check it out?" And she goes, "Yeah, we don't have we don't have anything going on." And man, I. I turned the car around as fast as you could. <laughs> and the, way, and the funny thing too is, is I was, I was about one year out of getting out of nursing school at that point. Mm-hmm. I had, I had, um, I had uh, gone to, I had gone back to school and got a degree in nursing. And when I got out of school, I was in terrible shape. Nursing school is so hard. <laughs> and um, then I went and worked nights for a year. So when he's also, when I finally said yes, he was like, <laughs> he's like we're going and um i can tell you like crossfitting helped me do bedside nursing for the next 10 years without wrecking my back yeah, yeah. And so we pull in uh the we're right in the middle of a class we walk in like looking around like you know total beginners and the coach ran over to us at the time and he said hey i'm right in the middle of class I don't have time to talk to you. If you want to sit and watch a class, you can, and I'll talk to you after class. Mm-hmm. He turns around and runs back off to the class. <laughs> and I was thinking, wow, this guy's pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I also thought, that's not really the way you greet somebody that walks in the door. But, oh, well, you know, so we sat and watched these guys, and they were, they were doing overhead walking lunges. And um, I was like, what in the world are they doing? And as they got tired, they'd stand up and drop the barbell from overhead and crash down to the floor. And I was like, oh, my gosh, these guys are nuts. <laughs> and uh, I thought, where do we sign up? Yeah. <laughs> so we talked to the coach afterward and signed up. And, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. Um, me and my wife started working out there. After about two and a half years, I got an interest in coaching and uh, asked you know, was asked to coach and got my level one. And so then I started coaching for another two and a half years. And then I didn't get my level one until after we bought the gym. Mm -hmm. Like we bought the gym in June. Uh And um, uh, I was like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta get a level one. So I went, I went and got a level one up at mayhem 
turned about right, turned around, you know, the next weekend and went and got my level, went and got my um, CrossFit kids. And then I've been coaching. I've been doing, I did nursing for ICU, surgical trauma ICU on the weekends Mm -hmm. and CrossFit kids and CrossFit teens during the week. Okay. It was, it was kind of cool. I actually, um, had like a, a, some homeschool kids start with me. So it's been one of those things like a, not something I would thought would be a huge thing, but it's, it's gone from like eight kids to between 30 and 40 now. Yeah. The homeschool program has actually been one of our, uh, in as far as CrossFit kids and mm-hmm. CrossFit teens has been one of the more consistent programs because okay. when people are homeschooling, they're, they're not out for the summer and, you know, leaving town for, you know, they can good. come earlier in the day too. Yeah. They can come Gosh. earlier in the day. So yeah. you, the schedule isn't as tight and you don't have to squeeze it in as hard as you would do. Kids are getting out of school at like three o'clock, you know, and you have a, yeah. an adult class starting at four. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. So with that being said, um, you kind of touched on the question I was going to ask you next, which is, which is about, you know, your services that you offer at Hampton Crow CrossFit. So mm-hmm. like what type of model do you guys use and what services are you providing? We have like a, we, we have an unlimited membership for one price. And um, then we have the CrossFit kids and the CrossFit teens. In addition to that, that, um, that people can sign up for and um, our intro classes. And then if you, if someone's interested in some one-on-one training, some of our coaches are willing to work on Olympic lifts or um, gymnastic skills mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And anything that, um, any skill that you need help with to help you do the programming better that we, that we provide. Right. So we, I because so many people think, seems like every, I don't know, maybe around the open, when people start getting excited about things, they're like, oh, I need something extra, you know? <laughs> and, and, and so we, our, our model has been, let's keep it simple. And you, you know, do you need, you don't need more volume. You need to learn how to do your handstand pushups, you know, <laughs> or uh, you need to learn those, learning those the skill you need to get, let's get those double under stronger and the bar muscle up kind of thing, you know? So, um, uh, that's what, that's been our, that's keep it simple. Yeah. And in the beginning, kiss strategy. <laughs> and in the beginning, it's there's a there's a lot of temptation to kind of take a shotgun approach. Like we're gonna do CrossFit and then we're gonna offer a powerlifting class. And then let's do some yoga. Let's do yoga and let's let's do uh you know an Olympic lifting class and let's you know let's do all these things to try to drive revenue. But right. for us, it's been a distraction more than anything instead of focusing straight on CrossFit. So if we, if we, what we'll, yeah. what we'll do is we'll have, um, we've had seminars where we've brought other people in, you know, so we had a, we had a Olympic weightlifter come in and do seminars for us. And we had, a, uh, I think we did Katie Brazil with gymnastics and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we want to do more of that kind of stuff because it's, it's just good to hear. Yeah. If somebody loves Olympic lifting, we'll bring in an Olympic lifting specialist for a seminar on that particular topic yeah. or, we, or for gymnastics. But yeah. um, but we we pretty much just stick to CrossFit. Okay. I think that's, and that's something that I hear, you know, consistently sometimes speaking to gym owners is that they want to expand. So they mm-hmm. feel like they have to go talk to a physical therapist or a chiropractor or to get, to get them in there permanently 
but I think it's pretty cool what you guys have done. It's just kept it simple, like you said. Mm-hmm. Seminars for your members, so mm-hmm. you can keep you know keep the main thing, the main thing, and also focus on growing your gym and impacting more people. Yeah, right. yeah. And when we, and we, one one thing though is that we're really lucky. There's a there's a doctor's office next door. And a physical therapist guy next door. It's kind of a joke. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's it's funny when you when you see it. There's CrossFit yeah. gym, doctor's office, physical therapist. <laughs> but but and, but and that, but that physical therapist, and we've had him come over and talk to us yeah. and that kind of thing. Really? Yeah, um, we don't have a we don't. We're, it's not like an all the time. Like okay, every Friday the physical therapist. It's but he's he's come in and done some things. Done a seminar. For done us done well. a couple of things on mobility extra things if you know that's cool i mean i love how you guys are are really educating your members i think that's education is important education we did a postpartum thing one time yeah we did a a, that kind of seminar so we like to bring those things in and then use that what we learn use it as value added to the customer like yeah uh the I, i totally forgot about that uh the it was the the female athlete pre-pregnancy or during during pregnancy and postpartum uh dealt with both issues like what what is a pregnant athlete's needs in each trimester and then you know how do we deal with a postpartum athlete as a coach that she hasn't been she's been lugging around a baby for nine months yeah center of gravity is not the same (laughs) gravity's all sudden changed overnight yeah And, and you know the abs you know, snapping back <laughs> yeah or they're not snapping back and she's going to take some time to get back in her her old yeah. crossfit shape you know and yeah. so to learn that kind of stuff as coaches especially a male coach uh yeah. is a lot of times you know that kind of education is needed because you know most most male athletes that got into crossfit didn't think that oh i need to learn about Women. pregnancy and how Should that affects an athlete pelvic floor anatomy, you know like <laughs> right yeah i mean i think that's that's a really important point that you bring up there because it is important for guys to learn how to work with women yes. um which leads it great into the next question like how do you guys find clients what what is the what systems do you have in place and what does that process look like i would we have we we get uh we, we have our website set up yes. and then um, we have someone handle all of that. But then our area is, it's a lot of, it's a lot of word of mouth kind of thing, you know? Um, like when I was started doing the CrossFit Kids, I, um, the first year I did it, uh, our kids were still in elementary middle school. And um, so uh, I went, you know, there's two two big schools over here, and I went over there, and we got our sign on the on the drive-through car line. You know, yeah. And it said we have we have CrossFit, we have um, started we have CrossFit Kids, and I think that might have been one of the reasons that helped the CrossFit Kids and teens kind of especially kind of thrive early on. You know, yeah. and then um, you know. Parents, I'm like, well, maybe I'll try the CrossFit too. So that, that was that was one thing is, you know, since CrossFit is all about community, getting involved in yeah. your local community, and um, it's a the 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 PTA for both of those schools is just fantastic, and they, you know, have several events throughout the year. They have a trunk or treat and mm-hmm. a boo bash, and you go to those and you get to pass, you know, 
you get to meet everybody in your community. Yeah, if, and, you, if you can get your name out, especially at free events, um, really just exposure, let them know who you are. Um, you don't, we haven't really spent a lot of money on marketing, um, but getting your name out in the community, like they have road races. Um, oh yeah, we did it. We sponsored a couple, like a, a neighborhood of further back yeah. uh, around here has a, has and, and, a 5k yeah. and it's a, I think it's for cancer. And we, we always take water We last yeah. several years. We took, we, we take waters and bananas and sign, yeah. set up, sign up, the, you know, set up the, the, the CrossFit tent. <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot of times it's just, uh, you know, like she said, we bought a tent and a lot of times sponsoring a race like that just is buying water and you know, uh, a box of bananas, which is yeah. extremely cheap <laughs> and passing them out to, to runners as they run by, you know, and, you know, family members are there watching their loved ones run the race and they're coming by asking you questions. So, you know, it doesn't take a lot of money. Um, primarily, though, it's probably word of mouth uh, and our website. We set up our website in a way that uh, funnels people to uh, email us if, okay. if they're interested in pricing, uh, if they want more information. Um, and so a lot of times people are emailing us saying, Hey, I'm interested, but, that, but do I need to get into shape? And that or? was one of those services we had to, we were like, cause our, our, our original website was something that, you know, we had done on Squarespace, <laughs> you yeah. know, like we did it ourselves yeah. and we didn't know about search engine optimization and, yeah. you yeah. know, <laughs> well, we, we didn't really know anything about sales funneling either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, like you can generate an automatic email. <laughs> yeah, and then the other the other so side of it firefighters is, and nurses are not. Like and then the other side of it is readers. is social media. I mean, okay. Post, oh my gosh, we, yeah. we post a lot on social media. Um, you know, Instagram, and, and Facebook. Yeah, um, you know, again, not not a lot of money, uh, but it does take time, yeah. and you have to find somebody that's good at it, which, yeah. um. My wife did it at first, and we found somebody uh, that was a little bit better at it. I was, I'm terrible at it. I hardly ever get on Facebook or, <laughs> or Inst- I never get on Instagram. <laughs> just, I don't know. I'm just not a social media person. Um, in fact, I joke with the members. I wouldn't even be on Facebook if I, I didn't own a gym. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, as you start meeting more and more people, you know, you find people that they say, man, I, I love doing social media. You know, I'll let me do it for you you know yeah and, that, like we we the last time when we started passing off we there was always a coach who could do it better yeah. than we could do it so and so as we found better we we let better people do it yeah yeah sure. what you can do now on facebook and instagram is just crazy with compared to what you used to do on instagram like i remember when I first, you know like i first joined instagram I was late to the game, maybe five, you know, maybe five years ago when we bought the gym, that's when I started. They didn't have Instagram reels and they didn't have the shorts and they didn't have where you could put music to your videos. And then, yeah. you know, I'm sounding real old <laughs> showing my age. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, cause I was, I was born into the age of technology. So it's just something that natural. I grew up using. It's, it's natural to us. Yeah. Um, but I know that you guys, you said you haven't really like put a lot of money into like marketing. Is there any particular reason why? Um, honestly, it's 
it's always taking a backseat to higher priorities in the gym. And what I mean by that is. Because he likes to buy equipment. <laughs> well, <laughs> he likes it, to buy equipment more than he likes to advertise. <laughs> well, you, you got to understand when we, when we bought the gym, it was basically a, a gym that was circling the drain, right? Mm-hmm. We had about 60 members, um, barely breaking even. And. Um, I had a new rig. It's like so bad. <laughs> and so um, we had equipment needs. We had. Uh, the place was really dirty and it doesn't cost anything to get a gym clean. Uh, it was like getting it the just house takes cleaned effort. up before company comes over. Yeah. <laughs> and then just keeping it that way all the time. Right. And, um, but it, we, we probably, it was, it was an uphill climb to get our revenues up, but the first three years we didn't spend any money uh, except we reinvested the the money we made into the gym. So we ended up, this, this felt like volunteer work for the longest, <laughs> but it was a, it was a, lo- a labor of love. And, well, we did have, like when we first bought the place, we, you know, we got the new sign on the highway and then we, we did a big um, window thing, a window treatment type deal. Mm-hmm. Where they, so, I mean, it might be, maybe we spent a little bit more than we're thinking about right now, but we just, I, I think me and him, we're both more, we're so more, we get more excited about, the product, the things we can do in the gym, like the getting a new rig or getting a new, we like to just, we like to buy the equipment. And then we like to figure and out. And equipment's a, expensive. And then, I and mean, then we like to figure out a good place to put it. And I'm like, let's, you know, so he's the, he's, he's the, he's the equipment buyer. And then I'm like, well, we find a great place to put this. Yeah. <laughs> let's hang right. it on the wall. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but we have spent some money. It just doesn't, what she's trying to say what she's trying to say is we we've grown organically through through more time than taking on debt and i think that's a important thing to do if you take on debt early on then you feel like oh i've got to i've got to jump through this higher hula hoop and um but if you if you spend it as it comes in even though it's a little bit more painful that way uh, cuz you're sacrificing your own paycheck it, you're more stable as a business. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. So let's talk about long-term goals in the bigger picture. So this is always, you know, one of my favorite questions that I like to ask people, um, six months down the line, if you have mm-hmm. a magic wand, kind of paint us the picture of exactly how you would want your gym to look. I want showers. <laughs> yeah our gym doesn't have showers that's, that's the last thing that's, that's one, the last thing we need <laughs> we need showers some air runners and we've got um and then our coaching development we're yeah I that's that that's a big be. one for me so like we 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 own the gym and my mantra to my coaches is i want you to be yourself when you coach but we want the coaching to be consistent as well right so uh, I've have some coaches with tons of experience. I have some coaches that are a little bit more inexperienced leveling out, uh, the coaching experience to be more consistent, um, is, is one thing that we're striving to do. And, you know, sometimes, you know, any athlete's going to naturally vibe with one coach or the other a little bit more, but we don't want if you come to one class, you're getting a really great experience. And in the next class, 
It's just a so-so experience. We want it really great across the board. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. So we want our, also like, we want our coaches to have a, well, we want to create a, we want to create a better playbook for them so that they understand when they're, when, when they are coaching their athletes and when they, we're talking like maybe a few more, we want to do a little bit more deep dive into some anatomy and physiology. I want to, I want them to have a better understanding of things I know we didn't think about when we first started coaching when we're like, well, you know, your frontal pain, your transverse plane, and you're up and down and um, isometric, concentric, all those kind of eccentric. We want that to be kind of a little bit Second more of their nature. background in the back, not so, not so they can talk it to that to the athlete to the athletes, but kind of a second nature so that when they are coaching, they can better deliver to the athlete, you know, what that stimulus of the workouts really supposed to be. Okay. You know? and, yeah. and I think, like I said earlier, about like being relentless of finding what's appropriate for that athlete that day, you know, basically we want the coaches to be viewed as the, the fitness professional that's in their life. Whereas before you know, we've, they're the go-to re resource, whether it's nutrition, whether it's uh, getting a new movement, whether it's my shoulder hurts, what can I do to work around this until it gets to feeling better? You know, I want, I want them to be, I want all our coaches to be at the level where uh, they have the trust of the athlete instead of. We want them to have all the same instead, tools. Instead of a coach, you know, well, my, my physical therapist said this. Okay. You know. Yeah. Or this other coach said this. I want you know uh, a level level of uh, professionalism that in in breeds trust that yeah when yeah coach says this is what I would do. They go oh okay <laughs> that makes sense. Just uh, like when you're leading a team, there has to be some type of of unity, and yes. that kind of stuff, like that's what you were touching on. Yes. So one of the last few questions that I have for you guys is. With everything that you you're doing on the client fulfillment end, and also the coaching, the development of your coaches, how is this going to make it, you know, a better space for your current members and also the people who still need your help, the, the members that you don't even that you haven't even met yet? Um. Well, uh, what well, say that one part again? The first part. So, how is what you're doing for your coaches? What you're doing for your gym? How's it going to improve the experience for your clients? Um, we think it'll help uh, drive engagement. And um, we think, we, you know, we've always been, our, our CrossFit goals have always been like, let's, you know, we want it to be for, we want you to do CrossFit for the long, for longevity, for longevity of the athlete. I want you to CrossFit here. I want you to be able to do CrossFit till you're 90 squat till you're 90, you know, mm -hmm. um, so, uh, so longevity decrease, uh, lower incidence of injury. I eliminate it altogether. Um, you know, and, um, you want to take it? Go ahead. You go. <laughs> I started rambling. <laughs> so I, I think all this pyramids up to CrossFit is a great product in and of itself. Right. Um, but if you can have coaches that are just as good as the product, if you can have facilities that are just as good as CrossFit as a product, 
And if you can have equipment to serve the client's needs um, and great programming, I, I think that it just makes a better experience. And once people come in and experience that, going back to a regular gym just seems boring. Yeah. Because they're getting so much more for, yeah. for just a little bit more money. Yeah. And then you end up keeping people for years and years and years. Yes, yeah. years and years and years instead of a couple of months, I tried CrossFit, thought it was expensive. Uh, you know, they, they, you always want to drive value to the customer where at the, at the end of every, each month that they're saying, every penny I spend here is some of the best money I spend in, in my monthly budget. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think this is a pretty good place for us to wrap up on this episode. But before we sign out, where can we find you guys? Uh, we're located in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, we're uh, our address is four thirty one South Highway four thirty one. Uh, so five five three four. We're located. <laughs> we're located at the base of Montesano Mountain. Yeah, okay. five five three four Highway forty. Fourth Highway 431 South. Ooh, couldn't spit that out. Yeah. And then what about Instagram, Facebook, TikTok? Uh, Anthony Cove CrossFit on Instagram and Facebook. And I think we have a TikTok too. Because we are with it. Yeah. And, uh, well, at least one of our coaches is. And, our, and if you have any questions for us, we'd be glad to answer them. Our uh, email is uh, Hampton Cove CrossFit at gmail.com all righty well thank you guys so much we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and i definitely look forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down to down the road you know so to everyone who tuned in today we appreciate you as well don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit the like and subscribe button and if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry click the link in the description below and as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Faye from Inspire Strength and Fitness in Bedfordshire, England. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. I'm very, very excited at the opportunity to have you here. I think like your um, your story today is going to be one that will resonate with a lot of people. Um, and so before we kind of um, 
get things started. I want to give you an opportunity, Faye, to tell us a little bit about what got you into this industry. What was it that led to you going and, you know, deciding to open up a gym once and then do it again here <laughs> coming up soon? <laughs> uh, well, this is actually my third gym that we're going to be speaking about today. Um, I opened my first gym in 2011 um, and I moved away from that business to open the second one in 2017. And now we are looking to the third um, this year. So um, I think what got me into it is mostly a desire to train somewhere else. Uh, I couldn't find a gym and a training space that I liked. And I wanted to create that for other people as well. And I, I think, thought that um, if, if there was gyms around there that I didn't want to be in, then there's probably other people felt the same. And so I, I wanted to create a space that was somewhere different to commercial gyms. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, your desire to create something different, ultimately, what is what led to you, you know, opening up your fitness business? Now, if you wouldn't mind kind of sharing with the listener what what your journey has looked like with the business itself. Um, okay, so um, the, the first gym is actually still going very strong. Um, I um, sold um, my half of it to my ex-partner um, and it is doing very well. And um, the you know, that was very much based around um, strength and conditioning, um, but also a lot of group fitness stuff, um, mainstream group, group fitness, not just the, um, you know, the strength sports side of um, the side of it. Um, my second gym um, was a lot smaller unit and it um, was very much focused around um, strength and conditioning, but um, a little bit more niche to the um, powerlifting and strongman communities. Um, and powerlifting is the, a sport that I compete in and I coach in. And so uh, it, it led down that road. And my, my previous um, business partner within that, um, that gym was, was also in that, that area too. So I, I think it was the, it, it seemed natural at the time to have a, a smaller unit that was a little bit more niche than around the areas that we were um, working quite heavily in, um, in promoting competitions as well as, um, so not just running the gym and being very involved within the sports themselves too. Um, and so then the, the third one is now looking to actually move um, back to the more of the ethos of the first facility. Um, the, the unit that um, is the prospect ha is a lot larger. Um, I will never lose my roots of uh, the powerlifting and strength sports community because that's what I love. Um, but I also do some work um, with the NHS and injury rehab, um, and not just injury rehab, but drug and alcohol rehab um, as well. And so the some of the sessions that I run in uh, for those demographics, I would like to be able to do to do that um, as well and have a space that is. Um, quite open, um, open and private all at the same time. Um, you know, a space where people can feel comfortable, like not mirrors. Um, I, I have quite a thing about um, a lack of mirrors in gyms. I don't like them. And um, that's something that I've found has worked really well with some of the people that I've worked with, especially with more people that may be self-conscious. Um, so, um, so although it, it, this, it's quite a varied spectrum um, in, in my own personal um, 
aspects of the strength sports, um, but also the passion that I have for rehabilitation um, in, like, as I say, both sports injury and in sort of the, the more mental side of it and connecting the body and the mind and, and, and that with the NHS work that I've done. Um, and, and yeah, and the mainstream um, group sessions, like bringing the communities together, um, getting people doing something that they haven't done before and maybe seeing that a gym isn't just the leisure centre down the road that um, is, you, you see when you've seen them all. Yeah, this sounds awesome. I'm really, really excited for it. So this is kind of what you're working towards by the mm -hmm. sounds of it. And that's so exciting to hear, you know, that you're looking to kind of encompass a lot of different types of fitness here. It sounds like, you know, you're going to have the strength sports, you're going to have the, the rehab, the rehab side, which is very much needed. And then it also sounds like you're going to have some gen pop, like fitness stuff as well. Does that sound? The, yeah. The gen pop will actually uh, be the main focus. Um, okay. the other things are, um, the 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 more the niche areas on their own which i've found through running gyms um since i mean since, since out 2011 when i opened my first one that um you can't i i love the niche populations in all different aspects um but i also find that the people that you meet and the people that you end up uh, helping along the way that become that are, that start from the gen pop popular you know the gen general population they they're they're the ones that um that really make these type of gyms it's a it's a community that is built um around it um so the general population will be uh, the main focus yeah and then they'll the feed into those other programs like yeah of course like yeah pop in, like they're gonna become interested in the strength sports they're gonna you know maybe they have a referral for the rehab program or they themselves could benefit from that and so it's gonna feed the other things um, exactly so yeah yeah everyday person uh will help us fill those other other niches as well so exciting to hear you know that's where you're looking to take things um have you ever seen the show shark tank before this is kind of like a side note but have you heard of the show Shark Tank? Is that something that you guys like watching? No, I haven't. Okay, essentially, so Shark Tank is like a show. It's a business show where like people who have inventions or cool businesses, they go and they pitch their business to um, a group of investors. And then the investors decide if they want to invest in this business or not. Essentially, that's all the show is. But anybody who's listening to the show right now who's familiar with that, you'll recognize that a key challenge in any sort of service business, like running a gym, is usually like acquiring clients, getting people in the front door. So what is your plan to fill the gym with that general population? How are you going to get people? How are you going to acquire your clients? Uh, so we, we have quite well, a few ways. And it's, it's the area that the gym is looking to be in um, is in a, quite an industrial area, but it's also very close to a small town. Um, so it's also on a mainline train station to London. Um, so as far as um, location-wise, um, we don't have a barrier there when it comes to transportation. We're not in the middle of nowhere, for example, which some places like this um, often do pop up. Um, so that is that is great. So there can be the, the normal outreach of going and speaking to the local community. Um, there can be 
I, we have contacts within the area as well. I work quite closely with the local rugby club. I train some of my well, son plays for one of the teams there. Um, I also I train some of his um, teammates and himself um, at the moment in, for strength and conditioning. Um, I also have connections with the ladies team there because I I run out with them occasionally. <laughs> I like a bit of rugby. Um, and also um, I'm coaching the under 12s girls team as well, which is something that I really am passionate about getting girls into uh, rugby. Um, so uh, there are some, there's quite a, a lot of marketing opportunity within um, that sports club in itself, but other sports clubs within the areas. Um, there's also the look at the, the way that this unit is set out is there's a very large area upstairs that we would look to rent out to other people to run certain activities such as maybe um, children's martial arts, uh, like yoga classes, things I don't teach myself or wouldn't want to teach myself, um, sometimes through time, sometimes through not being qualified or or whatever not my, not being my area of expertise um so by reaching out to those people that will come in to rent the space um that footfall is then created as well um for having like them getting through the so the, the mother or father that brings their child along to the the martial arts club has a look through the door and thinks oh that looks fun yeah that that kind of thing um which can be a really really um big um uh, you know marketing um, process because you, they're already there right. and especially if you then coincide what they may do so say a, a circuit class or something something simple that mainstream everyone can do at the same time as their kids fitness class or their kid then those things just go hand in hand um we yeah, have a few us sorry sorry i'll let you go yeah the word of mouth thing that you're doing like all of the community outreach like that generates word of mouth and in our industry mm -hmm. we love word of mouth because it's free the only thing it's costing us is a little bit of time to go out into the community yeah. talk and stuff like that but in order to like it's very difficult to track like there's no way of us knowing you know by <laughs> going out in the community it's going to bring in x amount of clients yeah and that's like the only thing about it that like it feels a little bit like frustrating um so you know for for you like are there any other methods that you guys are looking to possibly use outside of like the word of mouth community outreach like to get people in um, well, we already do and would use a lot more social media. Um, mm -hmm. So we have a website um, that um, was built for the previous gym uh, just before I actually made the decision to close it. So um, it's kind of in limbo a little bit at the moment. Um, and I'm using it for the online coaching that I do. Um, so that would be a an avenue that we would use. And that has a lot of features that are built in and can be added to be built in for um, you know, data collection and, and things like that. So um, when, 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 if people obviously authorize their details to be co to collected, to send them the marketing materials um, for any future promotions, that kind of thing. Um, social media, as far as the different, the different platforms and trying to understand how those different platforms can be used in different ways as well. Um, so people would use uh, from one end of the spectrum to the other, maybe um, TikTok and LinkedIn in a very, very different way. Um, the, the person that I'm working with is, on this project um, has a very strong science background. Um, I'm currently studying at university myself as well. 
Um, so there are certain areas that we would um, express that knowledge um, to you know, to show people that we we know what we're talking about and we have um, you know, we have expertise in this area, not just experience, but um, scientific backgrounds to to back it up as well. Um, and that can be used the the same the same subject could be used for the on all different platforms, but you might present it in a different way within the social media. Um, and so I think the understanding of that is is quite important as well. Yeah, I, I definitely I definitely agree with you there. I mean, in 2022, the number one way for us to really like grow and scale our business, no matter what industry that we're in, is utilizing social media, because let's be honest, everybody is spending way more time on their computer, on their phone than ever before post pandemic. And so we really need to um, utilize those areas to pull people in, have a good landing page on our website. Um, you know, um, for your Facebook and Instagram stuff, when you guys were in operation, um, did you guys ever use like the digital ad feature on Facebook or Instagram? Is that something that you utilize at all or not really? The, so, so the paid advertising, do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I have done in the past, yeah. Was it something that like worked? Was it kind of hit or miss? Like it, it was a bit intermittent, and it depended on the. Um, it, it actually, it, it it did work for the first business, but not for the second so much because the second business was so niche, um, and the advertising there was mainly done through, um, you know, listed within the uh, federations, um, powerlifting like the powerlifting federations gym um, pages. So affiliated with those with those federations is a really important thing for the for the powerlifting side of it. Whereas if you're looking more at Genpot, then the um, that paid advertising can be something that I've found in the past has worked a lot better. Um, you just don't hit the niche markets with it, but no, you can hit the general pop. Yeah, for general population, it's huge because like usually the people who can benefit from us the most are the people who aren't necessarily looking. Um, and so like if we just if they just stumble across us while they're scrolling Facebook or Instagram and they see, oh, that person like looks like me. And, you know, it from this ad, it says that they've lost five pounds. I need to lose five pounds. Like maybe I should go try it out. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's a huge it's a huge thing that can work if you do it right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But okay. So I want to make sure we have time for a few more topics today. And so um, my next question for you would be, what do you foresee being your biggest business related bottleneck? Um, you know, you were able to open up your doors. What do you think is going to be the biggest thing that kind of maybe will hold you back from the growth that you're looking to achieve? That, that would hold us back. Yeah. Um, Currently, um, kind of maybe time. <laughs> Sorry, that's a difficult one. Um, uh, I, I, I think that's a very difficult question. Um, we because because of how in depth we have done this. Time is a big thing for us because we both. I'm I'm studying full time at university. My um, my partner in the in business with this um, has a full time job, um, although works from home most of the time. Um, and so obviously could work from the 
like facility. Um, we have looked into avenues. There's a, in this country, there is something called a kickstart scheme, which allows people that are on benefits to get into work. Um, and it can really help get um, small businesses started with staff as well. So there are lots of those. We've looked at a lot of these avenues to uh, try to overcome what we feel is our, our biggest um, hurdle. And that would be our own, our own time and our own time management. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, figuring out, you know, because there's only like 12 to 15 ish hours in a day that we're awake <laughs> working and, um, you know, we can't buy back time once we've used it. So just fi figuring out how to manage our time and what is really worth our time and what might not be worth our time. Mm -hmm. uh, my question to you is like when you guys open up the or when you open up the new facility, are you planning on having like employees like what what will that kind of thing look like? So um, the kickstart scheme that I've just uh, mentioned is a scheme that's government run um, and it allows people that are currently on um, benefits to um, they have a six month placement is they still have to uh, apply for the job as normal, but they work for six months and the government pays 100% of their wages, um, which is fantastic for small businesses. Um, so these people, you know, this is, a, this is what we'll be looking at, one, to help people that may be interested in the fitness career um, to have an insight into it, but also to do to cover the jobs that we um, don't have time, not don't have time to do, but we are probably better used, used elsewhere. So somebody to cover the reception, somebody to help us out with the maintenance and the cleaning of the, the gym, the, the important jobs. That need to be done but are very time consuming to employ people that are looking at potentially getting into the uh, business getting some good work experience behind them um, hopefully in that process finding the odd gem here and there that we can put on their fitness qualifications to then move forwards and to employ our employ ourselves after the six months um, so yes we are looking at employing um, but that the process initially would be to um, try to utilize this scheme um, for our own benefit but also um, I think it is a great scheme to try and help people, especially after like post pandemic, you know, that it's, there are so many people that may be out of work and are looking for a career change um, and, you know, to give them that opportunity. Uh, I think I, I probably made it a bit obvious with the things that I do with the NHS and that I, I, I like to work for the community and, the, and to bring people together. And that's something if we can manage to do that um whilst benefiting business in its startup phases as well um is just something that i think would be really important yeah that's that's so cool i didn't even know i mean i don't know if that's something that we offer over here in the us but it sounds like a really good program not only for the small business starting out but for the community too um the employees that you would be hiring that's super cool um Okay, so you know we've kind of talked about what you're looking to do with it, how you're going to get your clients. Um, my next question is like, what is the membership piece going to look like? Are you guys going to be selling memberships? Is it going to be like a you know drop in? Like, what is that side of things going to look like? Um, so the the structure that we've looked at so far. Um, is yes memberships um and that would mostly include as we said we're looking at this gen pop um situation with a lot of group sessions so in the kind of in the way that crossfit 
have it that is classes that you, you come along to. There will be another, the gym is, is separate, so it's got three distinctive areas. So there's one area that would be used for the group sessions, one area that can, is more used for the, the people that might want to come in and do their own powerlifting training or, or such like. And then the area that is upstairs is taken away um, for the, um, for, for rental for other, um, so other businesses to come in. Um, so the, the membership would look like, say a membership, but with add-ons. So um, I'm currently studying a physiotherapy degree. Um, once that is complete, I would obviously be able to offer that as an additional service. At the moment, I can offer sports massage, but not physiotherapy. <laughs> so um, a little bit different, but it's still an offer that we can do. Um, we are looking at having add-ons such as um, health MOTs, um, a, a, a PT session. So you're, you've, you've got your standard membership, but then you've got the add-ons that you can add on to, to that to enhance it if you wish. Okay. Okay. That sounds really awesome. I love the idea of the memberships because for, from a business standpoint, like that's going to be reoccurring revenue that like you're going to be able to count on every single month. So that helps you cover your overhead expenses. Mm. But then like from a client standpoint, members, memberships are perfect because if I'm paying for it, I'm going to use it. And for most people, the hardest part is just showing up. So if we're not offering a membership and they can pay as they, they go and do their own thing, like they're not going to come in. Yeah. Um, and people will talk themselves out of coming in. So I love, I love the idea, you know, both from our standpoint as a business owner and then, you know, from the client standpoint as well. Um, but I guess, you know, I want to ask you dream goal wise, I can hand you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for this business came true. There's no financial limitations, absolutely nothing. What would that picture look like for you? Um, that picture um, would look like um, having some fantastic variation on other businesses using the upstairs area, um, the um, having the sports therapy aspect, um, nutrition consultants, um, yeah, the, the full package in health and nutrition, um, which is something we are aiming for um, with this business model anyway. Um, enjoying the strength sports, inviting um, younger children, like younger people to exercise as well, which is again, something that I don't think I've mentioned, but um, something that I, I like to include. And I teach children's um, powerlifting classes from the age of eight. Um, we don't exactly get them lifting weights at that age, um, but some of the studying that I'm doing at uni at the moment, um, although I was studying physiotherapy, um, uh, some of the areas I'm looking at is uh, resistance training for youths um, and some of the research that has been done in that and some of the best ways in order to make that happen um, to bring the kids in to allow them to experience something that is slightly different to maybe not the run of the mill sports that you might see because um, some, some kids just don't like that kind of thing but you might show them something different and they, they do like it and they, they then they, they find their thing and you've got children that are um, rather than sat down playing computer games, you know, they, they're, they're in the gym having a little bit of fun for half an hour um, with an, a community of their own that they've met there too, which is something I, I work with at the moment as well and really enjoy that part of it. Um, so I, I think to put it into really sh like short words, I, I really like a, a community place that can show some fantastic results for a lot of people, um, whether that be somebody that is coming from the, you know, the couch to 5K ethos 
um, or you know, or a couch to circuit class ethos, um, or someone coming along to enjoy some quality time with their parents, both enjoying an activity together, or um, somebody who is a high-level powerlifter to have that that community together where everyone is there supporting each other um, and the science and the background and the knowledge to be able to deliver that at the highest standard. Yeah, that would be amazing, right? And I don't think it's something that is far-fetched. I definitely think it's something um, that you're going to make happen. What's something different that you hope to do with this facility that like maybe is something that you learned from the last couple that you have owned and been a part of? The, the main thing I learned from the previous business um, was that the size of the unit didn't allow us to do the group stuff. Um, and I, and it, it made us unable to bring in the mainstream population um in the in an effective way which is why i'm now looking at a larger unit in order to be able to do that so i think that's the main thing that i've learned is to not be too niche um enjoy the niche areas um but that isn't what the business is about and that's not where what where my mindset stands anyway and it never it never did um i was working with somebody else and it was you know the it, there was always that compromise um, there. So um, to, to now make it something more along my, along my own guidelines of what I would like to see and what the, the place I would like to train and the community that I'd like to develop um, is something that I've not had the chance to do before because of working with other people that maybe didn't work on the same wavelength. Yeah. Um, I, I am so excited for you because like, I think that you've learned a bunch of like nuggets along your journey. And so like this, this business that you're about to, you know, start, it's going to blow up. I, I have that feeling and you definitely have like the passion and heart for like this and you know what you're doing. So I am very, very, very excited um where can we go to follow your journey like what's your your instagram your facebook page your website like where can we go if we want to make sure we stay tuned so the website is inspirestrength.co.uk perfect um the instagram is um inspire strength and fitness okay and facebook is also inspire strength and fitness and you can see the logo that's sat behind me and on my t-shirt you'll see that uh just look out for that I am super excited for you. Thank you, Faye, for being here today. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.